Hello again, and welcome to the fifth episode of Voices from Heriot Country. I'm Helen Levy. And I'm Simon Collins. Today we meet a man who's travelled a long way in life and on Yorkshire's country roads. Was there a favourite horse that you remember as a kid? Only Nelly. She was the, she was the horse that pulled our cart. If you Is there know. a picture of Nelly? That'll be Nelly there. We're looking at old photographs with Bill Calvert in the kitchen of his big and beautiful home. His old, deaf, three-legged Cocker Spaniel Molly asleep nearby. The house stands in landscaped grounds in a pretty village boasting several listed buildings. Bill, a grandfather of four, has taken time out from running his many carpet shops to talk to us about his unusual life. He grew up in a travelling or gypsy family, some of his relatives moving around, others settling down. That's the first of the people who brought me up. She died when I was little when I was nine. All the travelling families used to do old death cards, you know what I mean? Sort of like, oh, yeah, I've got loads of old death cards, gypsy death cards and things like that. Do you keep in touch with some of your family that are still travellers? Uh, yeah, but not many of them travel anymore, like, because it's changed, you know. Bill was born 68 years ago and brought up by his grandfather, his grandfather's three sisters and two of his grandfather's daughters. The family owned several properties which they rented out. They also made a living selling household items from the back of a horse-drawn cart based in the market town of Tadcaster, 30 miles from Thursk. In Thursk, the late Alf White, the author James Herriot, was a vet for half a century. As an adult, Bill moved there and was one of Alf's clients. The vet had to put Bill's favourite dog, Rusty, to sleep. When Bill first heard Alf was writing a book about being a rural vet, Bill thought he was wasting his time. But that was to come. Growing up in the 1950s and 60s, Bill knew he was loved and knew he was expected to work hard at school. He also knew he was expected to work. It was a business world. You know, some people are brought up in an arty world, aren't they? Some people are brought up in a farming world. We were just brought up to, even with a horse and cart, a business environment. There was never any doubt. But when you were a kid, you mm. were going around with your grandparents and selling but, stuff no, my, my, gra- my granddad used to go around with a pot cart, selling pots and pans and rugs and things like that. And his sisters would go around selling drapery and blankets and things like that. And they'd have horses and carts? My granddad did. The, the women didn't know. They went on the bus. So sometimes you would go with your granddad with the horse and cart and oh, you'd well, help yeah, him? All the time, yeah. You didn't have a choice. You had to go to work. As a real small child, you were in the way. But once you're old enough to do something useful, you went, you know? I always had a, a fire outside the back of the house as a kid. And any broken branches that would be hanging from a tree, it'd stop and pull down and break into bits and take back to burn on the fire. Never spent a foolish penny. <laughs> For years, Bill has been able to travel wherever and how he likes but he's still partial to caravan holidays with family and friends, cooking and eating outside. Such trips remind him of childhood summers he spent with his grandfather. The pair would travel on Yorkshire's country lanes for weeks at a time in an old-fashioned bow-top or gypsy caravan. They'd be pulled along by Nelly, his grandfather's horse, often visiting country fairs where they'd hook up with friends and family. Bill's walked us down to an old garage at the bottom of his green and manicured lawn. He's begun pulling out all manner of old bits and bobs in this little jaunt down memory lane. So what is that then? This is a water can that you would actually take to the tap where it might be and bring back dried cooking water and stuff like that. I don't know what the hell that is. What we got here? Some old lights we'll, we'll have had in the caravan. 
So that would have just hung from the ceiling, just, would it? Uh, no, it would have been outside, but sat on the side. Would this have been paraffin or? Yes, that would be a paraffin lamp. That would be for washing outside. They would have like a, a tub, but because you were in the caravan, it couldn't be so big. So you'd use that for possing, that's the word. Is that like what, the, the motion of cleaning? It was the motion of cleaning, getting the water going through. I think the terminology was possing out in the peggy tub, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Did you used to help with that, though, when you were well, a kid? Well, under duress when they made me. We would have a flat pan that you would cook breakfast in around the fire when I was a kid, which is no different to a frying pan, I suppose, now, but just in the design, made of cast iron, and then you would, they would put butter in it, and then they'd make cakes as well. It's called shortcakes. Would it be shortcakes? And they'd put currants and bits of dried fruit in and things like that. And then cooked on the open fire? Cooked on the open fire, yeah. You used to have to go and get the wood for the fire, trying to get the fire to light on the morning when you got up, as opposed to the modern heating system that's now fantastic, isn't it? I bet yeah. you're great on camping trips, though, if you can do stuff like that stuff. Well, you would be it, was just, it was just... It came naturally because of what you did. It wasn't special. But you did mention a horse called Nellian. We did with my grandfather's old old mare that used to take us everywhere when I was a child. He took him around his round, around the villages, and he would walk on, um, a bit like a milkman's horse, I suppose, really. It would virtually follow him around the village, knowing where he was going. This old horse, it took my grandfather out to earn his living and also took him away camping. So without the horse, he should have passed his driving test, but never mind, he didn't. The horse did everything. Can you but describe it? What, what colour was it? Anything it was like a it? bay with a couple of white hoofs. I don't know how tall it would be. I was never any good at any of that. It was so calm. You could run underneath it, and as a kid, you could do what you wanted. It was always well behaved. So, if you had a, a soft spot for any horse, that would probably be it. If I had, yes. If I had, but I haven't. I just. I just always saw them as being work. It would been so much better if you had a van and driven. Why do you keep these things then, Bill? Well, because it's... Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's just... It's, it's a nice thought to remember where you came from and what you were, or what you are, rather. Times have changed, haven't they? It's nice to keep from your, for your memories, but all those times have gone. Times have gone. Most of the travelling people have all settled down now. The Botop Caravan used to go to Selby Inn or Borough Bridge, Bridge Fair, yeah, you said. Yeah. What happened to that? So when my granddad died, we sold it. Do you wish you'd kept that? Probably do, actually, but what would you do with it? It'd be something else like this, you'd stand and look at it and think, oh, that'd be nice. Yes, I do, actually. I do. Yeah. Maybe if you had it, instead of going out in your cars, you could go out oh. on that on the. I hate horses. You I hate do. horses? I hate horses. Oh, I you? hate looking after them as a child. <laughs> I had to muck them out, I had to muck them out, yoke them up, bed them down, and I've never had a horse that I've had to look after since I was a child. Never. I've had a few racehorses and things like that since then. Would you say it was a really happy childhood overall, and do you ever wish that you could go back in time? No, no desire to go back in time at all. It was a happy childhood. There was always plenty of work but plenty of affection as well and uh, I think as a kid we're more grateful of the things we all take out of for granted now.
James Herriot, whose first book came out 50 years ago, wrote a lot of stories about rural Yorkshire. He talked about ways of life that have, for many of us, for better or worse, largely gone. He touched on the travelling community too. Whenever I passed the gypsy camp, I could see the three wild little figures either grouped around the pony in the beck or dragging him around the field on a long haul to shank. I didn't need to butt in, I could see he was improving all the time. It was about a week later that I saw the Myatts on their way out of Darabee, the red caravan rocking across the marketplace with Mr Myatt up front wearing a black velvet cap, his wife by his side. Tethered to various parts of the caravan, the family of horses clopped along and right at the rear was the piebald, a bit stiff perhaps but going very well. He'd be alright. The little girls were looking out of the back door and as they spotted me I waved. They looked back at me unsmilingly until they had almost turned the corner. Then one of them shyly lifted her hand. The others followed suit and my last sight was of them waving eagerly back. It must have been something really... Was it kind of quite magical waking up in one of those old caravans and stepping out and making a fire or was it just a bit hard work? It was a way of life. You never thought it was being magical. It, it's greatly romanced. And if you did it now, you'd think it was a bit of fun. But it was life. It was just normal. One of the nice things was travelling along on the road and you can hear the wheels and the horses' hooves clipping. I have a friend of mine who I sometimes go driving with him occasionally with his horse and his, uh, his carriage. And it's a lovely feeling. The noise of it is probably soothing. Eh? It's very relaxing. And I suppose almost if you close your eyes that you could be right back to being a kid again. Well, I suppose you could, but I mean... It's... Maybe that's why it's soothing, partly. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Gee, if ever I couldn't sleep, that might be a thing to play, might it? I'd never thought of that. Do you have trouble sleeping? No, 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 no. no. Seriously, 20 seconds after my head hits the pillow, it's game over. Honestly. Bill's got a lot of staff, a lot of responsibility, but it's fair to say he's had a lot of practice. He left school at 15 to sell carpets and rugs from the back of a van with a cousin who was old enough to drive. Within a few years, they were holding one-day sales in village and town halls around the dales and moors. The timeless beauty of the area never failed to resonate with Bill. Often when we finish work, we call up the pub on the way home because that's what you did. And I would always stand outside the pub, quite often even in winter, I just, I like, I like the countryside, you know, and the outdoors. The young entrepreneur moved in with his parents and siblings for a while before marrying a young lady called Sue. The couple were soon building a warehouse and their first carpet shop, living in a caravan while they waited for their apartment above the shop to be finished. More shops followed as the Calverts built up the business and raised two sons, with both boys joining the family firm straight from school. We were working long hours. It was such great fun. And actually, the community in North Yorkshire, living and working in North Yorkshire, the people have been fantastic. Never had a bad debt on a farm, ever. We've done work all over, dropped it off, fitted it, sent bills. Always get paid. Always get paid. You know? Bill and Sue are not only respected employers with many long-serving staff and customers they've known for decades. The couple also help their community through the likes of fundraising, donating land for a public picnic area and regenerating the local cinema. You treat people how you wish to be treated. What would you say is your um, proudest achievement? The journey. The journey and my family and 
I've worked with some great people. With some great people. And the camaraderie. Most people are great. Most people are great if you can get the best out of them, you know. Has it been a, a happy journey? Oh, fantastic, honestly, lovely, great. It is always better to journey hopefully. I wake up in the morning and I'm optimistic, which is always easy if you're healthy, isn't it? You know? Naturally, many of Bill's attitudes and his approach to life come from his upbringing. While not everyone who brought him up lived to see his success, they still had a part in it. The old ladies who brought up would make clip mats, which were made from bits of coats from the jumble sale that people would cut up the fabric and you'd have a piece of hessian sacking and then they'd just poked it through with a prodder and they would make a clip mat and uh, push it in one side, out the other. There was no great designs done with old coats, it's all fairly basic stuff. I don't think they'll be unique in that. I think a lot of people would do that. Did you used time. to help doing that as a kid? Yeah, I'd help do everything when I was a kid. So you went from helping to make clip rugs and now you've got a carpet empire. Well, I've got some shops. Yes, yes, that's the right terminology. Yeah. Bill's modesty also extends to the day a couple of years ago when he found out he'd been nominated for an MBE for his services to business and the community. He was invited down to Buckingham Palace in London to receive his award. My wife said to me, Sue said, there's an envelope there, you need to uh, open it. So I looked and I thought, oh, it's from a government office. This will be a request for a payment of some kind. So I ripped it open, I thought, what's this now? So I pulled it out and I looked at the front thinking, have they really got the right person here? So I stared at it. And Sue said, what do you think? I said, did you know about this? She said, I've known about it for nearly two years. I said, you never said anything? She said, well, I wouldn't, would I? I said, no, you wouldn't. And I stared at it and I, thought, I couldn't believe it. I thought, why me? And I thought long and hard about various other things, some of which I can't repeat. <laughs> the, but, uh, I mean, the flip side of the coin, the, yeah. the dodgy stuff you've done. No, no. as if, <laughs> as if, no. no. I felt very humble. I felt very humble. Who presented it to you then, the Queen? No, um, Prince William. Prince William presented it to me. And I had everything planned that I was going to say as I was walking towards him. And he shook my hand and he said, Hi, Bill. And how is the carpet trade in North Yorkshire? Obviously, someone had prompted him and told him, reminding my name and what I did for a living. And everything I was going to say disappeared out of my head. I was speechless. I just said, could be better, like you do. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a lovely moment. Did you not try and sell him anything? No, no, no. Job's too far away for us, for us lads in Thursk. It was, it was great. Took all the family down. And so you got it framed? Yes, yes. It's on the toilet wall at home. <laughs> Why does it not take more prominence, like over the fireplace, for example? It's a bit embarrassing, really, isn't it? You're not a man who likes to blow his own trumpet, clearly. There's nothing to say, that's why. Everybody found out you were boring. <laughs> Our thanks to Bill and also to Ishbel Heard for the music. If you've enjoyed Voices from Heriot Country, don't forget to like and subscribe. Until next time...